Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Deborah Ramirez, Debbie Ramirez, editor of El Sentinel. Today we will discuss El Sentinel. Debbie feels the bicultural and bilingual environment she grew up in helped her develop professionally and as a human being. Born in New York City when she was 12, she and her family moved to Puerto Rico to seek opportunities and take care of her grandparents. In Puerto Rico, she attended the seventh grade in a small rural school where some of her classmates were the children of sugarcane workers. This experience made her aware of what life is like for others less fortunate than she was. This made her realize how poverty and ignorance can derail a young life and also how education and opportunities can make a real difference. She graduated from the University of Puerto Rico with a degree in social science. After graduation, she obtained a master's degree in journalism from Columbia University. She began her career in journalism at the San Juan Star, an English-language newspaper in Puerto Rico, where she worked for a decade before moving to South Florida in 1992. At the South Florida Sun-Sentinel, she first worked as a municipal reporter before covering Cuba and joining the editorial board, where she wrote a bi-monthly column and learned to share her opinions with readers. Three years ago, she was chosen to head up El Sentinel, a Spanish-language weekly launched by the Sun-Sentinel, for a growing Hispanic community in Broward and Palm Beach counties. She believes a newspaper has a responsibility to inform its readers about what's going on, accurately and honestly. At the same time, she thinks media also can play a role in shaping opinion and giving a voice to those who have none. El Sentinel has the added role of helping immigrants find their way in a new society. Debbie, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Debbie, what's it like to edit a weekly newspaper? Well, it certainly gives you an adrenaline run. I mean, we are, you know, every week uh, turning a, out a, a paper, trying to uh, do the best we can. And uh, once we uh, put that paper to bed, that issue to bed, so to speak, then we turn around and do it all over again. Um, but it's a very gratifying experience. Now, I understand, and there's been a lot of talk about this lately, that publishing has become very competitive and more and more difficult. There's talk across the country of major publications letting some of their editorial staff go, and yet this is a new publication that you're working with. Isn't that right? Uh, yes, and you know, you're correct when you say that, but also um, the good news is that there is growth in uh, this market, which is this is a so-called niche market, and uh, this is a very specialized publication uh, for people who are Spanish dominant. And uh, as we all know, you know, immigration has really boomed in the last uh, decade or, or so. And so this is a real area of growth uh, opportunities for uh, American newspapers. And uh, that's why you're seeing more and more uh, Spanish language uh, weeklies and in some cases dailies uh, launching. How old is El Sentinel? El Sentinel now is having a birthday. It's having its fourth birthday, so it's uh, it's a uh, uh, starting to become a young a young person. <laughs> sort of an infant. Yeah, well, the toddler. We're actually uh, gr growing away from the toddler stage, and uh, yeah, he'll be ready to go to college soon. <laughs> now, what's your area of coverage? I know um, that you cover 
Broward and Palm Beach counties, but that's a really broad area. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, well, you know, we are taking advantage that um, there has been tremendous uh, growth in the Latino uh, population in these uh, two counties. And uh, so we do not cover Miami, and we do not circulate in Miami, and we feel that Miami has, you know, its Spanish-language publications and at the, uh, publications that serve the need of that community. But the needs of the communities, the Latino communities in Broward, uh, County, which is just uh, north of uh, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach, which is a little further north, uh, were not being served. And so uh, there was a need. There was a need for a publication like us, and that's why we uh, came into existence. For those of our listeners who are not familiar with the South Florida area, we should tell them then that we're talking about three counties that are next to each other from south to north, starting with Miami-Dade, Broward and Palm Beach counties. What is your target audience within that area? Our tar- target or audience is basically it's the person who is prefers to read in Spanish. Let's put it that way. And the person who prefers to read in Spanish can be a person who has recently immigrated to this country or who has uh, lived in this country for a while but still prefers to read in Spanish. We know from some surveys that we have a lot of bilingual readers who go both ways and with our bi- and who may actually prefer to read in English, but with our bilingual readers, they're picking us up because they're finding content that is relevant to their culture that they cannot find in the English language mainstream press. And our readership, I may also add, that is very diverse in uh, in terms of nationality. So we're all over the board, all over Latin America. So these are South Florida residents whose countries of origin are from different parts of Latin America. That's correct. Latin America, yes, and including the Caribbean. So we know that you know we have from the census numbers we know that we have uh, large pockets, groups of uh, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians, Venezuelans, and then it just uh, continues down the line, Mexicans, uh, Central Americans, we have Argentinians, so, you know, we run all over uh, Latin America and the Caribbean. And you're serving a Spanish-dominant population that includes some perhaps English-dominant readers that are looking for Hispanic-specific news in their area of residence. Yes, Hispanic-specific news, and quite often it's also um, cultural news. It's about music and culture, a lot, you know, very heavily on music where, say, a person may prefer to um, get their news in English, but they want to find out about entertainment and cultural news, Latino cultural uh, news and entertainment, and so they'll, they'll come to us. Is it easy for you to find journalists who are Spanish-dominant enough or who are bilingual with good writing skills in Spanish? You know what? It is very easy here in this market, and that's not true in other parts of the country. And um, I guess in this market we're blessed with, this is kind of the gateway to the Americas. It really is, South Florida. And so we have a lot of folks who are coming in who are very well-educated, very well-trained, and they've um, among them are folks who are trained as journalists in their countries. 
And a lot of times, you know, the Spanish uh, language um, media opportunities are limited. These are all small projects for now. This is in the growth stage. And um, so actually there are there's a good uh, number of folks um, out there who are very well trained. And I would say that sometimes they actually have to leave this area and go to other parts of the countries for opportunities because there's just not enough uh, jobs for them in South Florida. And that's, um, you know, that's sad to say, but that is the case. Essentially, if I'm hearing you correctly, you have an ample supply of qualified journalists to make up your team. Yes. And again, you know, this is a small team, but yes, I do have an ample uh, supply of journalists. How many staff or staff and freelancers does it take you to put the daily edition together? Well, it's it's a weekly. It's a weekly edition. We're doing this uh, once a week. On, we come out on Saturdays. Um, we go to press on Thursdays. So it's really, you know, our news has to be has to have a more analytical uh, feature kind of slant to it because uh, we're not a daily paper. But we're a total of seven um, full-time staffers, including myself. And then we have, I would say, about three uh, freelancers who are regular contributors to the paper. And what's your circulation, Debbie? Our circulation is actually very, very healthy. Uh, We started with uh, 60,000 copies uh, circulation. And um, in the four years, we've grown to 95,000 copies uh, for a weekly. And that's actually a very, you know, those are very good numbers. How does that compare to the English language edition? Do you know their circulation numbers? Uh, the English language edition, you know, is huge compared to us. Like we're the, you know, the, the younger uh, uh, sister or brother. But um, uh, the English language circulation is over 300,000. I mean, it, it goes up and down, but it's about, you know, it's over 300,000. Um, so uh, we're a ju- uh, definitely a junior partner, but we're not that tiny either. I was going to say, if if we look at the demographic numbers, certainly for Broward County, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understood the population was about a quarter of the population in Broward County was Hispanic, and 15% of the population in Palm Beach was Hispanic. So this seems to be in line, your circulation seems to be in line with the market. Yes, most definitely, most definitely, and um, I think the uh, latest census uh, estimates are Broward County is now about 23% Hispanic and Palm Beach about 16% Hispanic. And um, also bear in mind, this is a free publication. I mean, we give the publication away, and that's very standard in the news industry for weeklies, for weekly products. Um, and uh, so, you know, we determine our numbers, our circulation numbers, but um, we we do very well, and we know that the return, uh, our return rate, papers that don't get picked up, are, is very low. Do you have plans, based on this healthy circulation, to convert to a daily? Uh, you know, that's always the question we get, and the answer is right now that we do not know. This is something that the company is looking into. I should say that we're part of the Sun Sentinel, and the Sun Sentinel is part of the Tribune company. So um, actually, we we will probably go two days a week before we go uh, daily, and that is something that we're studying now as we look at, as we design strategies for the future. What is your breakdown between the two counties? I imagine that having your headquarters in Broward County, right? 
Uh, yes, our headquarters are in um, Broward County, and um, we, you know, it's still the lion's share is in Broward County. Um, it's, I think in Palm Beach we distribute 25,000 copies. I heard you mention culture and information that was specific to the Hispanic community. Would you tell us a little bit more about the content and the, the size of El Sentinel? Well, you know, El Sentinel, it mirrors a little, it's a little newspaper. It's a, a smaller version of a, of a larger newspaper, let's put it that way. And so we have three um, sections, um, three sections that are, you know, editorial uh, sections, which is news, uh, entertainment and lifestyle, and sports. Um, and we have business pages at the end of the sports section. Uh, we have a fourth section that's a classified ad. And then we also carry a uh, little uh, weekly magazine that is uh, published by the Wall Street Journal in Spanish with uh, financial news and, and information. Um, and our focus is basically to mirror, cover the uh, Hispanic communities in South Florida and, uh, and also to let Hispanics here know the information uh, that's useful to them, whether it be government information or business information or or entertainment or, or sports. What percentage of your content is local and what percentage is wire services, for example? Local, we dedicate uh, to local, I would say it's about 25%. And it, we'd like it to be higher. I mean, we're working, we're working toward, towards it. Um, for example, we are doing local sports, which is something we didn't do. Um, we've just started doing in the last year. And uh, we um, also have, you know, a local uh, section. In, up in the news section, we have about three to four pages are dedicated uh, to local news, and then the rest is national, international, Latin America. And in terms of your ad and editorial ratio, what can you tell us? Um, it's standard, and I believe it's 60-40. 60 is uh, advertising, uh, 40 is uh, news content. But uh, that goes up and down. You were talking about the reason that you launched El Sentinel in Spanish. Do you anticipate a time when there will be an English and a Spanish edition? Um, you know, that's a very good question, and that's something we haven't really uh, brought up here. But I know from the experience of uh, newspapers in other parts of the country that they grapple with whether you whether it's wise to start a Spanish-language publication and how many of the Hispanics in your area are really Spanish-dominant or they're assimilated and they prefer to read in English, but they want to read uh, news about... Um, or they want to read stories that reflect uh, the lives of Hispanics. And so I would say it varies from market to market. In uh, this market, it's something that would need, we'd need to explore. If at some point we'd want some type of a publication or an insert that had news about Latinos and, and uh, features, uh, Latino-oriented features, that were uh, that would be published in English rather than, rather than Spanish, but right now we this, this, the growth area is with Spanish uh, dominant uh, readers because of the high immigration that we have in this area. 
So we're concentrating on Elsen, a product like L-Sentinel in Spanish. That actually brings me to the next question, which is, with so much information out there, particularly of interest to recent immigrants and Spanish-dominant residents, how do you narrow the field of coverage so that you can effectively supply the information of interest to your broad readership? That's a very good question, and uh, folks have asked me about that, and uh, the answer I always give is we look for things that unite us, not divide us. We know what divides us. You know, I could be from Puerto Rico, and the next person can be from Cuba, and the next person is from Argentina, and um, we have different foods, and we have different uh, cultural traits, but we're united by a legacy that comes from Spain, and Spain gave us the Spanish language. Um, we're united by uh, certain cultural traits or characteristics, and so we look for things that that unite us, and those are sometimes universal things that also apply to other groups, and it's for Hispanics, for many Hispanics, one example is immigration. So we, you know, will write about immigration issues. Now, that does not cover Puerto Ricans. Let's say Puerto Ricans are um, American citizens by birth. But Puerto Ricans, many Puerto Ricans, especially those coming from directly from Puerto Rico, have the same assimilation issues that immigrants face, or very similar, without, you know, having to go through the immigration bu bureaucracy, but they have to assimilate to a different society, different um, customs, a different language. So those are, you know, issues that we have in common. And others are sometimes taking care of family, um, improving your opportunities so that you and your family can get ahead in a new country. And um, I think learning to navigate the American system, learning about the American electoral process, these are all issues and themes that unite us, and uh, so but this is what we focus on. Are there special sections that you work on at different times of the year or an editorial calendar that you might be able to share some insights with us on? We have had uh, special sections, and we've had um, them at different, at different points of time because of uh, special events or um, anniversaries, and one example was the uh, World Cup soccer. This past year, we had a special section on the World Cup soccer in June, and um, we're we had a special uh, uh, voting uh, section for the uh, 2004 presidential election. Um, we're not at the level where we can do um, many special sections a year, but uh, this year, for example, we will be doing a special section uh, for Thanksgiving. And um, that has become a yearly um, thing for us. Uh, and it, it, it's distributed on, to our readers on the day of Thanksgiving. And by the way, we home deliver most of our papers. I was going to ask you, how, how do you get the favor? Well, we, uh, that, you know, we, uh, I guess it was a very good plan from the very beginning and a very ambitious plan because this is a free product. But we will take, uh, if you live anywhere in Broward or Palm Beach County and you request L Sentinel, we will deliver it to your home for free. 
and um, we also have El Sentinel available at different uh, sites, and we call those single sale copies, where we have racks, and so people can just uh, pick them up. And we have a list of those sites available on our on our website, which is lsentinel.com. And for those who might want to subscribe by calling, what's the phone number? Uh, the phone number would be, and that they can call uh, 954-749-4652. Let me repeat that, 954-749-4652, and they would uh, hit option number three. And uh, either they would speak to a customer service person or leave a message and um, saying that they want the paper and with their address and phone number. Uh, readers who live, anyone who lives in uh, Palm Beach County can also call a Palm Beach number, which is 561-243-6543. I'll repeat that, 561-243-6543. And I, there is also, uh, on our website, on lsentinel.com, there is also a place on the site where people can sign up for uh, home delivery. And the delivery can be anywhere in Broward or Palm Beach yes. counties? Yes, that's correct. What about those listeners who are out of state or even outside the country? Uh, they can, uh, you know, they can uh, visit us on our, our website. And, you know, it's funny, but with this uh, global uh, Internet age, we get letters from Spain, Argentina, from all over the globe where people have read our stories and will send us an, an email, a story that they have read on our website. Is the entire newspaper available on the website at the same time as the regular copy? Uh, yes. It, it, the website is available. We update it uh, every Friday. And um, and also our website, we're updating it daily with uh, news that's coming in with wire news, basically uh, news that's national, international news. And so, um, yes, most of it is, we may have one or two items that are not on the website, but most of it is available on the website. Debbie, some newspapers, like for example, I know I get the Washington Post and the New York Times and the Miami Herald and several others, that just send me an email with that day's, the links to that day's newspaper. Do you have something like that, or are you planning something like that? Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think we have something like that, and I don't know if we're planning something like that. The website is belongs uh, to another department, so I don't know that right at this point. I know we have redesigned our website to make it more reader-friendly, and we're trying to upgrade it and improve it. How is producing and marketing a Latina-themed weekly different from other publications that you've worked with before? Well, you know, I've always been the journalist, and I've always been the writer as a journalist. So um, in this job, I must say I have learned a lot about areas that I knew nothing about before, which is, includes advertising and marketing, which is, which are areas that I'm not directly responsible for, but now I am involved in uh, to an extent, or I need to know about uh, these areas. And I would say with a new publication, you kind of have to give it a personality and make sure that people know that it exists. And 
we are at different events. We, I'm saying El Sentinel, try to make sure we have a presence at different Latino festivals and fairs or gatherings. We try to be there and we try to, you know, uh, market El Sentinel and we have, you know, subscription cards at these events where people uh, can sign up. We uh, sponsor quite a number of uh, Latino uh, concerts and entertainers who come into this area. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're just trying to get the brand um, known, promote. We try to promote our brand. People will know who we are and what we're about. For those in our audience who are interested in ad placement in El Sentinel, is there someone that you can refer them to, a phone number or a link, where they can find out more about ad rates and opportunities for exposure? Uh, yes, and right now we have an interim ad uh, director, ad manager, and her name is Michelle Simon. And Michelle can be reached at 954-356-4804. I'll repeat that, 954-356-4804. And she can also be reached at M, M as in mother, Simon, normal spelling, at sun-sentinel.com. Uh, let me also point out that we have uh, a uh, marketing director who, whose name is Denai Toronto, and uh, Danai can be reached at 954-356-4361, and Danai would be in charge of uh, marketing events and partnerships and sponsorships. What would you say are some of the most challenging aspects that you've dealt with in launching a new Spanish language publication into a diverse market such as South Florida? You know, there are lots of challenges just uh, launching a new publication, whatever it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is really, uh, I heard somebody at a presentation this morning uh, describing the launching of a new product as giving birth and, uh, you know, going through the angst of nine months and waiting for the uh, baby to arrive. And I would say that that's probably a good analogy and uh you know with a new publication you just don't know how successful it's going to be you can do your market studies and your focus groups and we did all of those things but until you know it's out the door and in people's uh, homes and in their hands you just don't know uh what the reception is going to be um there are all kinds of logistical things and you know it's just it's a lot of work. It's a it's very challenging because to put out a quality product every week to try to make it a quality product. It's just an enormous amount of uh, details that go into that, and I guess it's just you know establishing a rhythm and I would say keeping your mind focused on what your mission is, and the mission is to be our mission is to be the best newspaper that we can be in Spanish for our readers to give them something that they really find useful, not to fill it up just to fill it up, but to give them news that is going to be of some use uh, for them. So I, those are the challenges and also the gratification. What would you say is the most rewarding part of being the editor for you at, at a personal and professional level? You know, doing something 
charting on new territory, I feel like I'm kind of like a pioneer in journalism and that I'm doing something that really is something new in our industry, and it's to provide a quality publication in Spanish for um, mostly for immigrants. And I think that we're helping serve, we, we help to serve a need to keep people informed in their language while they perhaps learn another language and to help them really become productive citizens, uh, to help them understand rights, what are their rights and their responsibilities, and to help them navigate sometimes a world that may be confusing to them and uh, just to be a, re a resource, a resource that they can turn to. In terms of our listeners who may just be El Sentinel readers or who may be public relations, communications practitioners and want to reach out to you to propose ideas for stories representing their clients, new products and services, what would you say is the best way for them to reach you and in what language, for example, do you accept press releases in English and in Spanish? What are your preferences? Well, we accept press releases in both languages. We do not have a problem with that because we're every week we're translating a lot of material and a lot of the reporting that we do is in English, so um, uh, that's not a problem for us. I would say press releases should be to the point um, when you have a, a good story idea, I think uh, people who work in the field of public relations need to understand the needs of the publication that they're trying to reach, and they should figure out very quickly if this is an item that could be a story or if this is just something that would be a notice and we have a calendar of events or a calendar for, if you know, different types of information. We have briefs. We have things like that, so, you know, either figure out whether this is a brief, a calendar listing, or a story idea. A story idea that I'm going to invest any time in really has to be something that I can make work in a local market where I can have local people in the story. So if I can make the story work, then I may be looking for an expert, um, who can give me an opinion for the story, who can be interviewed. So I would say, you know, keep in touch, send the email, send the press releases, make sure that the press releases have the basic information and get to the point in the first paragraph or so. And I think, uh, you know, those are the ones that will uh, make it into the newspaper. Would you share some insights on the length of the press release? I know you said the information should be there very quickly, but is a page ideal, or do you want more information? Uh, less is more, you know, in, the, in our world, and I would say a page is sufficient. I would say that the basic information should be all in the first five paragraphs. It shouldn't go beyond five paragraphs. Um, the contact number should be there very clearly. And whoever is submitting or pitching a story idea better be prepared to follow it up and uh, provide timely interviews, do some legwork, provide us with photos if we need photos. And uh, you know, sometimes we'll get a pitch, and it's a you know, it's a good idea. It's something that we're um, we're interested in. I mean, it could be an entertainer uh, from Latin America who's well known in this market. 
that's an example, and who has a new CD or who's going to have a concert in this area, and we'll say, okay, well, wonderful, we'll write a story about this person, but then help us interview this person, get, set up the interview, provide us with uh, photos, and do it in a timely manner because it does me no good uh, when someone calls me and it's not within my um, deadline framework, I'm calling me for something that's happening in a couple of days. Well, they should have been either calling or contacting me a month earlier. A month is a good, a good, a good leeway for us, or at least two weeks, and then you know help us be there on the other end for us because we've had problems where we've tried to set up an interview with someone, and then uh, the contact person just drops off face of the earth, and then you know we're left uh, trying to figure out how to reach this person and. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, and that's, it's a waste of time for us. So I would say, you know, if you're going to pitch something, please make sure that you're there to follow it up. And what's the best way for them to contact you? Do you prefer fax, mail, mail, email, phone? I don't like fax for some reason. I don't know. The fax machine is kind of becoming obsolete, in my opinion. Yes. So, so it's uh, in the corner somewhere collecting dust. Uh, I, I like uh, emails and or phone calls. I mean, a human voice is always nice. I would say the first approach maybe is an email. If this is a brief or a com calendar listing, I don't really need to speak to the person. Uh, if all the information is, is available, time, place, date, address, all of that. But um, if it's a story idea, it involves interviewing somebody, I would say pitch it as an idea. I'll respond. And then at some point, I may want to uh, speak to uh, the PR person involved in this. And then, you know, I would either speak to the person, call the person, or the person can call me. I think that's a good way. And to what email address, Debbie? Um, my email address is, and it's a D as in Deborah, it's P as in Peter, and my surname, Ramirez, which is R-A-M, as in mother, I-R-E-Z, at L-Sentinel. And it's L-Sentinel is all one word, and it's E-L-S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L dot -E -E com. Any exciting plans for the future now that L-Sentinel is sort of stable at four years? Are there any plans for new sections or new things to come well you know we're we're still in the, we're in the process right now of designing some strategies for the future so i don't have anything to share with you uh right at this moment but i can tell you that we are trying to become a more professional newspaper and i think if you have been reading el sentinel and you you pick it up uh recently You'll find uh, more aggressive stories on topics that we haven't covered before. And so we're really trying to uh, get into the community and uh, serve the community and write about stories that are both uh, relevant and uh, interesting uh, to people. I'll give you a recent example is a, um, a uh, mobile park, um, uh, a mobile park, mobile home park that uh, the residents were trying to uh, purchase the land. The land was being sold, and they were, they were trying to acquire first rights to this. And uh, we worked on that story uh, very hard, and we turned it around very quickly. Uh, most of the residents were Latinos. 
and they really had a concern about their properties and whether they could uh, continue keep their homes. And so uh, that that's a story that made me feel very proud because we're a small staff, but we were we went out and tried to get a story that um, means something to people and uh, you know identifies us as being a resource for the community. So we're trying to do uh, more of these uh, types of stories. What suggestions, what insights, what ideas, what tips would you share with our listeners on best practices to reach Hispanic audiences after all these years of practice and experience? What would you say to marketers, business owners, anybody really who is trying to reach Latinos? Well, I would say, you know, first determine, you know, narrow it down. What do you want to reach? Uh, if you want to reach uh, Latinos who are Spanish dominant, maybe you want to reach um, people who are new arrivals, then I would, you know, go to the Spanish um, language media, whether it be uh, television or print. Uh, be aware now that the print media in Spanish has grown and is growing in this country. And I believe the... Um, Advertisers are still thinking about TV, and it's, oh, Latino, we want to reach Latinos, we're going, we're going to go to television. Well, yeah, Latinos watch television, but they also pick up the newspaper, uh, too. So I think you have to be more multimedia, that's the, uh, that's the advice I would give. Don't just think, well, one media is good, we're going to get everybody, uh, if we just go, uh, on TV, you know, think about TV, print, radio, internet, and whatever new, new technologies uh, are coming out and uh, you know because Latinos are online and that's a segment of the population the online population that's growing very fast so um, and then I would also say the content has to be culturally sensitive I mean it, it can't just be a trend just don't translate an ad and think oh this is going to work because you may be saying something in your ad or in your uh, promotion that makes absolutely no sense <laughs> when you translate it and uh, so try to go for those cultural nuances that appeal to Latinos. And I would say, you know, family. You can't go wrong with family. Something, you know, appeals to family, appeals to cultural values. And uh, I think, you know, that's the way you'll get the attention of Hispanics. Thank you, Debbie, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Deborah Ramirez, editor of El Sentinel, Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your comments, suggestions, questions, or ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicMPR.com. That's editor at Hispanic mpr.com For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.